0: Hello, and welcome to this week's Next Sense Institute podcast. My name is Trudy Smith, and I am your digital host for today. It's been really great pleasure to introduce one of my colleagues, Chris Ashenden, who's going to be talking to us about cricket. So, Chris, can you please introduce yourself to our audience?
1: Well, hello there, Trudy. Thanks for inviting me along to be part of this podcast today. It's my first ever podcast. Very interesting experience. So, who's Chris? My name is Chris, Chris Ashenden. I've been working here at NexSense Institute for quite some time. I'm a teacher of the deaf here. I work with the high school students in the, the, the signing bilingual program. I've had a, got a teaching background of 24 years. So plenty of experience there.
0: Absolutely. And I'm sure that I could talk to you forever about your teaching experiences. But what I really want to talk to you about today is that you're the team manager and player mentor for the Australian Deaf cricket team. How did you get this amazing job?
2: Yeah, well, it's a
1: funny story. I got back into cricket about three years ago, actually. And that was through Next sense. They were <clears throat> talking with somebody from Cricket Australia. They came out to visit the school to teach some basic cricket skills, just uh, basically catching and throwing and bowling and batting and overarm throws and all of those things. And Cricket New South Wales had somebody named Luke Murphy who came along and he'd been working with Cricket New South Wales and heard of my experience and my exploits in the past. (laughs) And he was looking for somebody to basically be the head coach for New South Wales Deaf Cricket. So I got a tap on the shoulder, asked if I was keen, and I thought, you know what, I'd never actually thought of taking on such a role. So I thought, why not? I was at a point in my life where my kids are growing up now and I sort of was looking for a different
2: path in my life. And so I decided, yep, I'll take it on. And I've had many
1: years experience in cricket, but I did take a break, focus on work, young
2: family. And so, yeah, happy to be back now. My first role with National Cricket Institute Committee Council was in 1994. I had won a shield for the first time in the Deaf World Cup. So at that time, I became, I decided to be
1: part of Deaf Cricket Australia, the satellite coaching program.
2: And so from there, I've been involved in Deaf Cricket. I am an ex Australian
1: Deaf cricketer. I toured England from July to August 1994 and was part of the first Deaf World Cup. In Melbourne which was from 1995 to 1996. So in the English tour I broke the world record as a deaf individual with a deaf individual score. I did that twice in fact the first time was in the first test 212 not out in a debut then re-broke Again, that world record in the third test with 229 runs. And I believe that those 229 runs are still current as the deaf world record holder today, which is now 28 years
2: running. I also hold the most runs in a series in the deaf cricket, which is 708.
1: Runs with six completed innings and with the highest
2: average as well of 177. In world cricket, Australia won the World Cup. I scored 111 runs in the final to then be given man of the match.
1: I used to play for the first grade in Western Suburbs, which is a Sydney grade cricket. That level is a high level and that was playing for New South Wales. I'm one of the very few, very, very few deaf cricketers to play at that level at all. I've also represented New South Wales in the combined Catholic college under 19s to play in the Lord Taverners Week.
2: And that was representing 70 schools in cricket. So all of those achievements has brought me to the management role that's become available now. So I've decided to apply
1: for the new position of the team manager and I have been successful.
0: It sounds like you are the right man for the job. That's a very impressive cricket history and congratulations on all of those achievements. Thank wonder, you, thank you. I wonder what the responsibilities are for
1: this particular role. <laughs> oh gosh, there are a lot of responsibilities, Judy. Uh, I'll, I'll point out a few for you. So essentially I've got to be the key conduit for communication between Cricket Australia, the coaching staff, the support staff, the team and the players. I've got to continue building a positive and inclusive team environment, ensuring that inclusive of all players and support staff, providing support to players and officials. I've also got to work in collaboration with the head coach, the support staff and ensure that communication is culturally appropriate for the deaf and hard of hearing members of the team, which are the coaches and the players. I'm also assisting with the training camps and the tours and also professional and personal development for all the players. So a lot of responsibilities right there, but it's something that I really enjoy.
0: Clearly, and it is a lot of responsibility. I wonder, you talked about your adult life in cricket. Is it something that you've always played?
2: Well,
1: in a sense, you could say that, yeah. I started playing cricket when I was just nine years old, and that was due to my parents thinking, you know what, I'll put little Chris into cricket to build some social skills, enable me to feel comfortable around my hearing peers, and also just to enjoy a sport. As the years progressed, I started to become quite good at cricket, representing Southern Districts Cricket Association, now known as Fairfield Liverpool Cricket Association. And I did that for a few years, culminating in representation for Fairfield in the under-16s Green Shield. My progress really excelled when Neil Costa started coaching me. Neil is a very good coach, having coached ex-Australian cricket captain Michael Clark, and is currently mentoring Australian cricket player Manus Labouchane. He encouraged me to try out for the Western Sydney... Western Suburbs Cricket Club in Sydney Grade Competition. My first year in grade competition, I played fourth grade, progressed and to first grade within a three-year period. From then, I decided I'm going to take a break from university, uh, from cricket and go into university, I should say. Finished university, met my wife and had some, got married naturally
2: and had some children. So after a long break, even though I did play some cricket from time to time, representing
1: New South Wales in the Webby's Cup, named after former Australian deaf cricket captain and legend, John Webb, I decided to get involved again in cricket with Cricket New South Wales. They had approached me to be the head, of, be the head coach for Deaf Cricket New South Wales, which was fantastic.
0: So you've always been a cricketer and clearly always been very, very successful. And so... I guess all of those experiences, and particularly when you talked about being coached by Neil and all of those mentor experiences that you've had, is going to lend themselves very naturally to you becoming such a great mentor. And oh, coach. yes,
1: indeed. Huge. That's, yeah, fantastic. And the skill set that I've received from them and the experience in cricket Uh, Just, you know, I've got a good sense, I've got a good eye for detail and how they helped me become a better cricketer, I can then pass on that skill set to the young ones. Neil was my first grade, he's a first grade cricket colleague. So together, uh, we really enjoyed that sport. And here we are now today. And I've been playing with uh, Michael Clark, uh, training with them as well. So lots of experience and a lot of names. So naturally for me, being with those high-level cricketers has pushed me to become a better player like I am today and also just a better person in general.
0: This is such a great example of somebody that you've known a long time and worked with for such a long time. I had no idea you were such a prestigious cricketer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks, <Jenny. laughs>
0: Now, you're headed to Dubai at the end of this month. What are you most looking forward to?
2: Yeah, you're right. Well, first
1: of all, uh, we're going to Dubai because it's the Deaf International Cricket Council, the T20 Championship trophy. So that's being held in the UAE, um, Ar- Arjman, I think it's pronounced, near Sharjah, and that's between the 30th of September to the 10th of October. So there's going to be five teams competing in that championship. So we've got Australia. We've got Pakistan, we've got India, we've got Bangladesh, and also South Africa. So in total, there's going to be five rounds, and then the finals as well. So that's all going to be played in a T20 format. So essentially 20 overs per team, roughly three and a half hours. What am I looking forward to the most? Just, I guess, having that experience and seeing those different cultures Going over to Dubai is going to be such a culture shock, very, very different to what we have here. And I've heard so many stories, and especially about the buildings, the architecture over there, the beach. I think it's going to be amazing to see. I'm just that's, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a really good part and parcel of the championships. And also,
2: I'm looking forward to the cricket. (laughs) Of
0: course, Trudy. Of course you are. I have to ask, is
2: Australia going to win? Well. We're a young team. We hope to be very, very
1: competitive whilst being there. And cricket's a funny game. You just, you just never
2: know.
0: You are going to have to come back and tell us all about it.
2: Good, oh yeah, definitely.
1: Good,
0: bad, win, lose, and all of the adventures.
1: Definitely, we will.
0: Thank you so much for your time. You go with all of our best wishes and good luck.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having me here today, Judy. And to be part of your podcast is a
2: pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you to David for assisting us with interpreting today.